the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, um, I'll be your host. And if you want to talk cars, you have a car question, I'm really good at those, I think. And I'm really even better that when the wife and the husband are arguing about something. And and I'm always willing to chime in. But beware, guys. I usually side with the wife. It's the path of least resistance, if you know what I mean. 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Nate's a good guy. You just have to meet him to know he's the kind of guy you'd want as your neighbor. He has really good people. He gets the job done. And he does all kinds of service repair and parts for foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. He's south of I-17 on the uh, Pinnacle Peak Road. He's been around a long time. He sells parts 24 hours a day on their website, strictlydiesel.com. And you can get more information about Nate from my best car repair shop's um, icon at mark at marksalem.com. You just go to MarkSalem.com, click Best Shops, then you click Diesel, and you could find out lots of information about Strictly Diesel and Repair. All right, we talked, you may remember, you may not, but (laughs) um, I was going to Wisconsin to uh, ride a snowmobile, which is something I've never done. I I went with Greg from Phoenix Body Works, and I went from Tom from Action Auto, and Tom has a place there. So we leave on the day that it's supposed to be, depends on where you looked, 30 to 50 degrees below zero. We fly into Minneapolis. I don't think I've ever been colder. I really looked like an idiot because I had a a short sleeve shirt and a down vest on. I thought that would be fine, and it's not. So anyway, we get in the car, and we're going to drive now three and a half hours to Hayward, um, Wisconsin, and... The roads are icy. You can't see any of the lines. There's ice, white ice across the roads. And everybody's doing 80. And I'm in the back seat, and I'm praying that if something happens, all the airbags will blow up (laughs) and protect me because it's just craziness. So we get to Hayward, and we find that the cabin is 23 degrees because I guess the heater hadn't been turned on or something like that. And it was a day and a half before we had hot water because we had to thaw out all the lines. So you can imagine the fun there. The idea in Wisconsin in riding snowmobiles escapes me. I'm not quite sure I understand that. You're going through the forest on these trails that are well-maintained most of the time, 90% of the time. You're zipping in and out. You're climbing hills. You're going through big drifts of snow. And then you get on this lake that's frozen. And for whatever reason, most everybody on the lake's doing 
north of 70 miles an hour. I'm thinking there's got to be a bump out there in that lake somewhere, and I don't want to hit it, so I'm not going that fast. But even more important, the fun is they have these runs. And so you leave your house and your snowmobile, and you go from bar to bar to bar to bar. And you get this little piece of paper stamped that you went to these bars. And I want you to picture a figure eight. From top to bottom is like 50, 60 miles. Side to side is 20 miles. So we did the top loop loop first, thinking that we could pick up the restaurants and the bars there. And I, I want to tell you, I'm a one beer guy. So one beer a day. So I drink a beer, but then I go to iced tea. And sometimes they teased me and said that I went to milk. And that's not true. And, or I went to soda pop. So we go to each one of those places and we get our things stamped. That's day one. Day two, we do the same thing. Now, I'm dressed like the cookie monster. I have more layers of clothes than you can imagine. I've got a helmet on with goggles, and I've got these gloves that might as well good be good to 100 below zero, and I'm really warm. I'm no, there's no problem. The wind doesn't bother me or anything. I'm, I'm really warm. The problem is, is when you get to where you're going, it takes 20 minutes to undress. <laughs> Then you go in, and then when you come back out, it takes 20 minutes to put on your pants, put on your jacket, button everything down, put this sock over your head, get your goggles and your helmet. you got to put your helmet on first because you can't buckle your helmet with your gloves on, and the gloves go on last. So it's this big production. So we go around, and you know what we got for for getting, I don't know, there was 10, 12 stamps? We got a T-shirt. A T-shirt. Two days. Now, I did roll the, the they call them uh, sleds i did roll the sled off to the side um i tried to go over this berm in the track of the guy in front of me but i neglected to think that the left side would fall into the hole that he just made (laughs) so i went over i was fine and then i you go through the forest and these guys are going fast and so i'm kind of tailing behind so i'm keeping up with them enough to just keep them and i blow down this intersection and I see him to my left, and by the time I hammered the brakes and made a U-turn, they had me by another half a mile. So I, I did a couple of things I shouldn't have. It's the first time I've ever been on a snowmobile, but I haven't ridden on anything that has that much power and goes that fast. And you're sitting on a seat with no seat belt. And the only good thing is is that the, the grips on the snowmobile are heated. And they have a little bitty windshield, which really does nothing but add some cosmetic to it. So I'm done with snowmobiles. Um, I was sore a couple of days later because obviously I'd never ridden one. But I'm good on quads and motorcycles and, and that kind of stuff. But it was an experience. It wasn't a lot of fun being in the really cold weather. But it wasn't as bad as I thought once I kind of followed the other guys. So I would kind of think, what do they got? Long johns? A pair of Levi's? Nope. They got these plastic pants, and then they put these other plastic pants on top. So once you kind of learn what you're supposed to do, then it's not too bad. So here's my warning. If you go to Wisconsin or Minnesota to ride snowmobiles, and you've never done that before, and you're going to go with a bunch of people that have, come up with a story why you can't drink liquor at every single place you stop at. Tell them you're allergic to alcohol or tell them something, but you have to come up with some kind of a plan so that you, and and they had food at each one of these places, and everybody knew one another. And I I can tell you, the guys that were riding snowmobiles, I was the smallest. There was guys six foot, six foot six. They were super trim. They were younger, a lot younger than I was. They had their families and their kids, and I saw kids 10 years old riding snowmobiles. 
And then one, when you see somebody on the trail, you both slow down very slow and pass one another with respect. So the respect was kind of nice. All righty, we already got a caller, and who might that be, Gil? That would be Walter. Walter, good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> good morning, Mark. Uh, I, I enjoy your program. Thank you. Thank you. I have a question on uh, transmission and transmission fluid changes. Uh, I have a 2005 Cadillac SRX. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. When it uh, when it's shifting, it's 120,000 miles on it. Okay. Uh, as uh, it normally shifts very smoothly, no problem. But recently, uh, as it's shifting and uh, as I start to if I ease off on the gas as it shifts into fourth gear, I get a, a rough shift. If I'm accelerating through that fourth gear, it doesn't do it. I'm wondering, am I looking at uh, transmission problems, or is it a fluid problem, or what are your thoughts on that? You know, the other day I, I thought I knew it all, and the customer called me back and said it was just low on fluid. And so I had neglected to bring that up to that person that that's always the first thing we want to do. And on the dipstick, it's going to say how to check the fluid. It's going to say hot in park or cold in neutral. It's going to be a variety of things, but we have to check, look at the dipstick, read the dipstick, and check it. And then there's going to be a low and an ad mark. And the car's almost always going to be running. So it'll say, you know, car running uh, hot in park. And so it'll describe that. You know, I don't think this car has a dipstick on the transmission fluid. You know, I'm, I don't know that 05 uh, doesn't, but mm. but there is a, still a way to check the fluid on the, what they call sealed transmissions. Yeah. Now, at 120, you might just go ahead and have that service done. Have you had it done at all? You know, I don't think I ever had. I'm the original owner. I've looked at the manual, and the manual says a couple of things. Number one, it says you never have to change the fluid unless it's leaking. Don't worry about it. Unless unless you're driving in city traffic at temperatures over 90 degrees, which we certainly have around here, don't mm-hmm. we? <laughs> or if you're driving in mountainous territory, and I do drive to Flagstaff periodically, or if you're towing a, something or if you're using it as a taxi. Well, I'm not right. doing either of those. So I've looked back at my records, and uh, they say if you do that, you should change it every 50,000 miles. I don't think nobody has ever recommended me to change the uh, transmission fluid. So it could be a low transmission fluid or fluid that's turned to uh, jello or whatever it may turn to. Okay. No, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. There's, it's not going to be jello because if the fluid was thick and molasses-like, you'd have a, a separate set of problems. Yeah. Um, what I hear you describe, you actually have first gear, second gear, third gear. And then yep. overdrive, and then lockup. Now you may not know that lockup's there, but above 45 miles an hour, you'll feel kind of a bump, and you'll hear the engine drop down. Nothing will happen on the shift selector, but that's a lockup converter. So we've locked the engine to the rear wheels or the engine to the front wheel drive in case. I don't. I don't know if you're. It, if you're it's, all... a re- it's a rear wheel drive. Okay, is it an all wheel drive? No, no, okay. it's two wheel. Okay, so it's going to lock the engine to the rear end. And then then what you do is you maintain throttle with your right foot, and you just gently tap the brake fl- pedal with your left foot, and then you might feel it, and then you let go of your brake, and so we're going to see an RPM change 
with slight Blake application above 45 miles an hour, maybe above 50. And so we're going to see if the lockup is causing the problem. But I think in your car, overdrive's first. And so we go one, two, three, four, and then we go into overdrive, which is like fourth gear. And then we go into lockup, which is kind of like fifth gear. It's easier to remember. It. So if you have a shop, then I would simply at your next oil change, ask them to decide what to do. Another thing you can do is, is you can shift it manually. Yeah. So you can pull it down into OD and see if the problem exists or it's gone. That will help the transmission shop. If you walk into them and say, the fluid's good, I had it checked, and if I go into overdrive and I don't let it go into lockup, everything's gone, everything's fine. That will help immensely. Mm-hmm. Or it's still there. So if I pull it down to third gear, then it goes away. It's never returned, so it seems like when I go from third to overdrive, then that's where the problem lies. Yeah, it's just kind of a, a little clunker. You can feel it. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rough it, shift into the, into the fourth gear. Okay. As you, I say, you, as, as a, if, it only does it if I'm, if I'm taking my easing off on the accelerator as it shifts into that last gear. If I'm accelerating a little bit through through that gear, it shifts smoothly. Okay. Well, that that could be wear and tear, but that, I mean, it, the computer's going to be kind of confused. You're throttling up, and just about the time it's going, okay, I see all the parameters to shift, you back off the throttle. So we lost the load, we lost some RPM, and yeah. I'm wondering if the computer's going into overdrive and coming right back out. And then you said, I can if I stay on the throttle gently... Then it, that, that that bumper RPM rise or the clunk is go, doesn't appear. So, That's right. <laughs> so maybe let's pull it into overdrive and let's see what happens. Because if, if it goes away, then just drive it in overdrive. Cause, and I want to tell you something. You're going to have a transmission in the next 50,000 miles. There's just no, I mean, I'd bet, I'd bet 30 cents that you're going to have a transmission be, before 170,000 miles. Mm-hmm. So you can decide what you want to do at that point. What? <laughs> What are transmissions cost in a car like that? Um, you're probably five thousand to seven thousand, and I'm going to just sh- I'm shooting that's from t- the hip. That's time to get rid of the car. The car's but, not worth that much, is it? But, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you decide I'm going to get rid of it and I'm going to go buy a new car, okay? Fair enough. Well, at my age, I'm getting pretty old, and I'm, I'm okay. trying to make this car last for the duration. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's look at it from two points of view. If you buy a new car, the sales tax and license will pay for the transmission twice. Yeah, that's true. And those are non-recoverable dollars. Number two, um, you got 120,000 miles in t- 14 years, right? Right. Okay. So I'm going to go 120 divided by 14, and oh, I, I should turn on my calculator, and then it works better. 120 divided by 14. You're doing a uh, uh, eight eight thousand miles a year. <laughs> yeah, and I'm probably driving less than that now since since I'm well retired and so okay. forth. Okay, my point is that at eight thousand miles a year, let's just call it eight thousand miles a year, and we do a hundred and twenty thousand, and then we're going to divide that by, let's go eighty five hundred. That means that you got fourteen years to pay back the transmission. Okay. Yep. yep. And and if you factor. Five thousand. We'll take the middle. We'll take six thousand dollars, and we're going to divide that. What did I say the the monthly fee was? 
I lost it on my calculator. $85. 6,000 divided by 8,500 miles. Um, you've got, where's my equal sign? You've got seven. I, I lost my place because I'm, I'm late for a break. So here's the okay. math. The, ma the math is real simple. You're just going to take what, what if, you, if you spend $6,000 for the transmission and you're driving 8,500 miles a year, then that's gives you, that gives you a yearly cost. And I think yeah. you have multiple years to pay that back, which isn't bad. Yeah. So, yeah, but true. you got an air conditioning system as well, and that's mm -hmm. going to be probably another two grand. So you got those two things that you're staring you in the face between now and two hundred thousand. I got to run. We'll be back six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in nineteen eighty-two. That's over thirty-five years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7:30 a.m. to 5 p.m., and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join James and Brandon Herbis for the Safe Money Radio Show here on KKNT every Saturday at 2 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. And you can also call James and Brandon now for your free customized safe information money kit and a 115-page safe money book at 844-371-SAFE. That's 844-371-7233. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's, a uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And, and, and um, Walter, this is kind of what I was figuring out. If you charged yourself $100 a month once you put that $6,000 transmission in there, so you're going to do $100 a month times 12 months. That's $1,200 a year. And then we're, we know that $6,000 um, divided by 1200 is going to be five years. So if you just charge yourself $100 a month to drive the car, 
then you're going to pay it off in five years and that's how it works. I look at it from, and you can't rent a car for $100 a month. You can hardly rent a car for $100 in two or three days. So $100 a month is pretty doggone cheap. I'm not trying to talk you in or out. You just, from a mathematical point of view, I usually take the, I'll put it in and just add that to my monthly cost. I'm sure you don't have a payment on the car. So $100 a month kind of for the pay the transmission is, is a piece of cake. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Action Auto Repair is owned by that scoundrel Tom, and he's the one that took me to Wisconsin. He's the one that tried to get me inebriated. He's the one that fed me really good food, and he's the one that made fun of me when I was crying because it was 60 or 30 below zero. <laughs> but he's a good guy. I just spent four days with him and Greg from... Um, uh, from uh, act, or I'm sorry, I'm just all screwed up because I'm looking at one things and I'm not looking at the other. Nevertheless, Phoenix Body Works, Greg's from Phoenix Body Works. So Tom at Action Auto, I-17 in Deer Valley, been around since 1983. I've known him since 1983. He's well known for his quality workmanship. He has technicians that are ASE Master Certified, which is the highest level for automotive um, certification you can get. So Action Auto Repairs, I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner, if you don't have a shop in that area, I would suggest that you just get an oil change and see how you, you like them. You may not like them, but I'm betting you will. Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. We talk about transmission fluid, and as Walter said just a few minutes ago, oh, by the way, 602-508-0960. That's the phone number you can call in, 602-508-0960. Walter talked about that the transmission service was like 120 unless you blah, 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 blah. Well, you'll notice he, he said stop and go driving. He said mountainous terrain, um, and he talked, and, and high temperatures, well, well, that's just Phoenix. So you, we really, most cars have two transmission services, and the severe covers Phoenix. So severe is a little earlier than not severe. The whole purpose of changing the transmission fluid is, is to give the transmission new fluid. The fluid wears out. It no longer has its lubricity it's perhaps the fluid has gathered up as much trash in the detergent as it can. Perhaps the detergent or the uh, fluid is no longer capable of 250 degrees and it's really only 200 degrees fluid temperature. So there's lots of that kind of stuff. Now the sealed transmissions are an animal all of their own, but most transmission services you're going to pull the pan and do the filter and when you pull the pan and do the filter then it's going to take you a couple of extra dollars for fluid, but you're not going to get all the fluid. That's the issue. So if you do a, a, a manual transmission service, you're going to be in the 125 range, whatever. Now, if, if you're in the transmission full fluid flush range, you're going to be in the 200 plus or minus. So you have those two kinds of things. You can do a full fluid flush out the door and be in the 200, give or take. But there's a lot of other things. If you pull the pan and just do the filter, then you might do three of the 10 quarts and most of the time, that's not a great idea. Flushing the transmission is a good idea because you're replacing all the fluid and not just four quarts of the ten, three quarts of the ten. So that's kind of how it works. But anyway, if you're up near Action Auto, he's a good guy. I would strongly suggest that you uh, entertain an idea. And you don't have a garage, then stop by. All righty, let's go to the phones. And who have we got, Gil? Hey, hello to Luke. Luke, good morning. How can I help you? Morning. Uh, so I've got a 2016 Subaru Outback, and uh, 
well, it's my wife's car, so she's been on me to get it fixed. But the passenger window goes on the fritz when you try to put it up. Sometimes it doesn't even work. Sometimes it, like, goes up, and then it's like the safety system's hitting, and it'll back off it. So it's just annoying. So I'm wondering if, if you think that's something I can take on myself. I'm fairly mechanically inclined, or do I need to run that into a shop? You know, um I'm going to change your question a little bit. Mark, window sure. motors and window regulators, um, do you do a, a few of those? And Yeah, we probably do one or two a week. Number two, um, do people you know, usually have you do it or they do it themselves? And my answer is, is most of the time they try to drive, do it themselves and then they bring it to us in pieces. Okay. <laughs> but wait a minute. Let me do some diagnostics for you, okay, because that's sure. important. I'm going to take a quick story. The other day, I have lunch with a bunch of coppers, and uh, one of them is complaining because his Ford truck, the, wind, the passenger side window was intermittent. And, of course, I tease people with Ford trucks good-naturedly. So I walked down, and I said, Daryl, oh, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. Okay, okay. So I go out to the side, and I go, Daryl, this is what I want you to do. Get in the truck and turn, start up your car, and when I tell you, I want you to hold your button into the down position. And he says, well, it might work right now. I said, try it. And it didn't go. So I take my fist, and on the outside of the door, I hit it pretty hard. Not enough to dent it, but I hit it pretty hard. The window goes down. And he goes, okay. And I said, see, all you have to do is have your wife stand outside and pound on the outside of the door when the window doesn't work. What that tells me is is that the brushes in the motor are bad. So that sounds like a motor problem, especially if the scissor action of the window going up and going down is smooth when it does work. So most, okay. more, more times, so when it doesn't work at all, she sits, she starts the cars up, she sits, and she got the window buttoned down or up, whichever way it's stuck, and you just hit it like this, okay? And if it goes, okay. then that you tell your shop that, and you say, this is what I make to do it. Now, it could be a bad connection, but more than likely, it's just a window motor has got the brushes. How many miles are on this? Uh, like 40 or 50. Okay. Not a lot. Yeah. It's not likely to be a regulator, because if the regulator's broken, the window won't move no matter what, and you'll hear the motor running. So you hear the motor running, but you don't see the window going up and down. So I'm just giving you an idea of what you can try. I got to go. 602-508-0960. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hey, folks, I'm coming to Phoenix for a very, very rare and terrific evening. If you love ideas, if you love theology, if you love the ultimate issues hour, whatever it might be, I will be there along with Truth for Life's Alistair Begg and Fox contributor Zudi Jasser. Faith and Freedom, February 20th, 7 p.m. General admission, preferred seating, and special VIP meet and greet tickets available at 960thepatriot.com. 
Brought to you by trbinsurance.com. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words. And thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. If you have a car question, you want to discuss some kind of issue, 602-508-0960. We have four lines open right now. 602-508, and then 0960 represents KKNT's 960. So, again, 508-0960. That's the phone call. I want to talk to you real quick about auto dynamics. In Sun City, there's lots of auto repair shops. There's also some that are brand new. And I would suggest you do your best to stay away from the ones that haven't been open very long. Typically, they don't last very long, and I think you should go to somebody who's been around a while. Autodynamics has been in Sun City since 1983. Chuck Nide opened it. Derek, his son, now runs it. Derek's better than Chuck, and actually, he's better than I am because Chuck and I came up from a different generation. Derek's smart. He's honest. He's dependable. He knows what good service is. And he's made the decision that staff and mechanics are not paid a commission or a percentage of your repair bill. Therefore, he can ensure you that you're not going to have unnecessary parts and labor. We're all kind of watching that to see how that works out. So he's got his technicians either on an hourly wage or on a salary. Nevertheless, if you're in Sun City, Auto Dynamics 
is on the north side of Grand at 99th Avenue, just west on the west side. He's a good place to start. I promise you, you'll be happy. Derek runs the joint. Tom, good morning to you. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. Uh, morning. Y'all have a 2006 Duramax, and every time I try to use the uh, windshield wipers, or washers, I should say, uh, it, it's, it causes a big leak on the bottom. Is that a, uh, can I use a regular uh, hose for that, or is it a form-fitted hose? No, no, you can use windshield wiper hose, and they, they make it a variety of things. I, if I were you and you know it's a hose, I'd just cut off, cut it in half and cut off a half an inch or an inch on it, walk into the auto parts store, say, give me a foot of this. Okay. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was a form-fitted, you know, all kinds of curves and stuff in it. Yeah, is it hard plastic or is it soft rubber plastic? I, I, think, I think it's a hard plastic. Okay. If that's the case, the question is, is could you still use rubber? Correct. Okay. You know, you just have to have a little bit of slack. And and what I would do if the sprayer's up on the wiper, then I'd run a small piece of hose up to the sprayer, and I'd just take a tie and tie it to the arm and then let it pivot from the very bottom underneath the, the backside of the hood. But... If it's free-formed, then yes, you can go go to the dealership or you can get on the Internet and find a free-formed one, and you'd be fine. Okay. I All right. Thank you very much for the information. You betcha. Thank you very much okay, for bye-bye. calling. And um, we're going to put wiper, washer, hose, so that if anybody wants to argue with me, I remember which call it was. And Anyway, 602-508-0960, and we do have another caller. Who's that? That would be Ed. Ed, good morning to you. Hey, good morning to you. Thank you. I have a, I have an Acura MDX, and I had a battery go dead on me. I was kind of surprised at uh, I didn't want to test it. I had a warranty, so I just got a replacement, and uh, within a day or two, that went dead. And uh, I had the auto parts store test my alternator. Battery said they were good after charging it. Um, I did some YouTubing. Nope, nope, nope. We stopped, stop, stop, stop. Nope, I'm not interested in YouTubing. That's a bunch of people that have no credentials, and there's certainly no, and you, just forgive me, but you have no idea if the person you're talking to on YouTube knows anything about cars. But let's talk about your problem. First yeah. of all, having the auto parts store check your electrical system is like having my 10-year-old grandson check your electrical system. They don't have the equipment. They don't have the knowledge. They don't know what the numbers mean or anything. Let's go back to the beginning. When your battery was bad, did it yes. did it crank slow or did it not crank at all? Not at all. Nothing. Okay. Did it click? Was there a no. click and nothing? Okay. No I'll click. bet you have a bad battery connection. I'll bet you have a bad battery connection. And that would have been really easy to find. But see, you decided to just have the battery changed out, and they didn't say, no, we want to check the system first. We may waste your time and ours. So here's well, what we do. five days of my time. Okay, whatever. So the idea yeah. is, is when you check a battery and you know what you're doing, here's what goes on. Okay, I walk up to your battery, and I have a voltmeter in my hand on DC voltage. And I put it on the terminal, and I hit a ground, and it says 12.8. So then I go to the ground, to the positive side, and it better say 12.8. So I'm checking the ground strap and the power strap. And so I'm going to check those to make sure there's no loss of of voltage. So the battery has 12.8. Then I check the positive side, the hot side, and I check the negative side. Better have 12.8. So from there, I start the car up, and I better go from 12.8 north about a volt. 
So we should go to 13.8. Then I'm going to look at the diode pattern of the alternator. And if the diode pattern is bad, instead of a bunch of M's, it's got big spikes in it, then the diodes are bad, and that's causing the draw that may draw the battery down overnight. But I need a bunch of M's. So at that point, then I shut it off, and I, I, do, I take an amp uh, meter, and I wrap it around the positive or the negative cable, and I, have, and I disable the fuel system or the spark, and I have you crank it over. I better not see the battery voltage drop below 9.6. Matter of fact, I'd be real unhappy if it dropped below 10.5. So I'm going to look at the starter draw to make sure the starter isn't drawing excessive amps. But the click, the no click, tells me a lot. The no click almost always be, means a bad connection at the battery. Now, if you were to have the no click situation, then you go take a rag on the battery cables and you wiggle one of them back and forth, get back inside and see if it starts. If it does, you just found your bad connection. But there's no amount of YouTube that can tell you what's the matter without testing. That's like the guys on YouTube say, blah, 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 blah. But I, I say, wait a minute. Uh, checking the fuel pressure is an important consideration in this, hey, it won't go faster than 40 miles an hour. You never said anything about that because you can't check their fuel filter from Wisconsin. So the guys on the jabber on the Internet just disturbs me because I have customers come in that say to me, I want to fix it because I watch YouTube. And I look them in the eye and I go, I want to tell you something. You're going to sign a document that says you're going to pay me no matter the success so you're going to pay me no matter if it works or not. And I want to tell you, you'd be the first one to win in 10 years if that's what happened. But you want me to guess with your money based on some clown in Wisconsin. And that makes no sense whatsoever. We'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive. And his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, Mayor Jalovitz will interview expert David Mayer-Levy to continue the analysis of Israel's next and future war. Hezbollah, Hamas, ISIS, Iran, and even the United Nations all allied against Israel. Do not miss this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. 
Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Today, my new dad and I shot off a rocket in the park. Today, my new son and I failed to shoot off a rocket. The rocket launched into the air. And then crashed into the pond. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day, even if I tried. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. We're here, we're here every Saturday from 10 to 12 talking about car and car repair. And I also tell you about my favorite shops. The reason I tell you about my favorite shops is for no other reason is to, to understand, to help you understand that there's some good guys out there. Thompson's Auto Repair is the only shop in Mesa that's passed our filter. It's been around since 1970, and Brian and Thelma actually date back to the, gosh, the 1960s. They're families in the car repair business. So they've both been around a long time. They have ASC certified technicians. They really do a good job with customers. They know when your vehicle is due for service, and they'll typically let you know that. But it's based on mileage versus, you know, years and stuff like that. So it's really easy and convenient to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape if you allow Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing to do your oil changes, because as they go through the oil change, they'll tell you what you need. So that's the time they check the hoses, the belts, the tires, the, they look at the brakes, they check the battery, the connections. That's all part of an oil change, including the spare. So Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, they're on Main Street, just east of Stapley, Main and Street, east of Stapley. The phone number is 602-508-0960. Um, Ed, I, I'm sorry for treating you the way I did, but I just get wound up on this YouTube thing because the YouTube guys pretend they know everything and they tell you how to fix your car, but they don't have a prayer. If I was in Wisconsin, I couldn't tell you how to fix your car. I couldn't. And I'm a master tech and have been for 30 years. I've been in the repair business for 39 years. So I can't fix cars over the phone because if I did, I'd have fixed yours. But and then you got this three-whiskered kid that's got this little stupid little meter with a red and green light. Well, I don't know where that thing's specced. I don't want your voltage to drop below 9.6 when it's cranking. But you know what? If I was dishonest, I'd build that thing to flunk you at 11. That way, it's going to flunk. Oh, you need a battery. Look here. The light's red when you crank it. Oh, come on. When does that light come on? 9.6 is really the bottom, so you should come on at 9.5. So we got all this other stuff. And when you take a a three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store and have him check your car out and tell you what's the matter with it, he's motivated by sales. So he might start at the most expensive thing. But unless you test the problem, especially the code, you don't have an idea what to fix it. So if we've got a lean condition and all the O2 sensors are screaming, I need more fuel, I need more fuel, it could be a plugged fuel filter, it could be a bad fuel pressure regulator, it could be a leaking injector, it could be a bad fuel pump. You've got four possibilities, and the kid on the Internet has not got it. 
prayer in hell of telling you which one it is because you have to open the hood and check them. So that's kind of what it is. I just, I'm sorry that you had this problem, but oh, and by the way, the rip, the, the electrical system check. What I do on all of you, what I do is I take my price and I bracket it because I want you to know that there's guys cheaper than me and guys more expensive. I already know what mine is. So an electrical systems test of the battery, the alternator, the starter, the grounds, everything, the diodes, that's $40. So you can expect to pay somewhere between 30 and 50 or 60 So that's how it works. That's the electrical systems tech. Hank, good morning. How can I help you? Yeah, hey, good, good morning, Mark. Um, good to talk with you again here. Um, I've got a 2015 Sierra, the 6.6 Duramax. I noticed the other day, after I started up from a cold start, um, the engine light came on, and I got the service emissions, uh, something like service emissions and the CE owner's manual. I uh, looked at the, serv- the the owner's manual. There's really nothing in there other than you take it to you know have it serviced, basically. <laughs> so. Okay, how many miles are on it? Uh, 67,000. Okay. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. You really need to identify the code and what the code, or why the service engine soon light is on. You need to identify, start with the code, and hopefully that'll give you, it tells you what city you're supposed to be at. So it tells you first what state and then the city. So I'm not real familiar with, I can tell you this much, there's Dodge trucks out there with diesels. They turn this stupid light on, it scares you to death. There is a procedure just to start the light over again and move on. <laughs> if you don't have a problem, and we're not belching blue smoke, black smoke, if your fuel economy hasn't fallen on its face, if the thing doesn't start cold, the thing doesn't start hot, boom, we'll look at, we'll follow that, that code up. But if the truck runs good yeah. and the opacity, which is smoke out of the back, is minimal, especially when your wife's driving it, then you've got all these dynamics that go on. Now, I'm going to change my mind about getting on the Internet, Okay. I think yeah. you should do Duramax 6.6, service, engine soon, and then put the code. Okay. And and I think you might find, if there's a consensus, and I'm being facetious here, you might find that you get in the truck, you turn the key on, but don't start it, you open the door twice, you roll down to the window once, honk the horn once, and it'll reset the light. I'm being facetious. Right. So you might yeah. find that, that somebody says, maybe you find 10 guys that said, I took it to the shop, they charged me $69, and they didn't fix anything. They said it's okay. So there's a risk okay. associated with that. But I don't know your right. answer. But I'll tell you what, somebody's right. going to call me in a few minutes and tell me the answer. So, <laughs> and, the, and, and that's okay. good. <laughs> yeah, with the, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm not proud to say that. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I could look it up pretty quick, but what code did you have? I didn't get a code. The only, I mean, this just happened yesterday, and I did see at one point a message came up. It resets overnight. The engine light goes off. I turn it on, and after a few minutes, and I start to take off, the engine light will come on, and you know, and then it'll come up with that same message I just told you. But yesterday, I saw one that said speed will be limited to 65 miles per hour after 175 miles. Ah, uh, oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Okay, you have a particulate filter in the exhaust system, and I'll bet you put around town and you haven't been to Flagstaff at 75 miles an hour for a while. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. So what we've got is is we've got sensors down by your exhaust, and we want to be able to have the front one hot and the back one cold. We want to have pressure on the we want to have pressure on the front of the catalytic of the of the uh, uh, 
particulate filter. We want to have the temperature on the front pretty close or different than the back because something's coming in hot should go out cold. But we also have pressure. And if we have pressure in the front that's 10 pounds and pressure at the back that's none, then we've got that particular filter, particulate filter in the middle just plugged up. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I would just go drive the hell out of that thing and take your wife to Casa Grande or Tucson or Flagstaff and just abuse it. Drive it like you stole it. And if you get on the freeway and you get that particulate filter out, what they're saying is the particulate filter's really plugged up and I can see that in the sensors. So you need I'm gonna drop the mile an hour to forty so you can't hurt the catalytic or the opacity or the particulate filter or the rest of the car. That's what it's basically saying to you. Oh, so okay. in reality you can take it to a shop and they'll plug in their thing and say, eh, liar liar, fence on fire and they can reset it. I suggest yeah, that okay. you just get on the freeway and, 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 and here's something else. When you're driving around town Drop it down into second gear and bring the RPMs up. And, you know, when the light turns green and nobody's around, you kind of throttle up a little extra hard. Let's get it really hot. What part of town okay. do you live in? I'm up in uh, the New River area. Okay. I'd just go to Camp Verde or I'd go to Flagstaff. Do you have a wife or a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. All right. I have a wife. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you don't have a wife and a girlfriend. <laughs> Just but the wife, you know, just, just the wife. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, take her to Little America, spend the night, and on your way up and on your way back, um, uh, drop the RPM down, and if you're normally at 1,500 RPM, drop a gear down and get it up to about 22 or 23 or 24 or 25, and just drive and throttle up hard and back off. Throttle up hard and back off when you're doing fast, and that'll clean out that system. Okay? Okay, super. Yeah, All that right. sounds great. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. You're welcome. Oh boy, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I gotta admit something else to you. We had a car in the other day that we couldn't fix. We just couldn't fix it. And my guys did something that just wads my underwear up something fierce. Let's try this. Oh, that didn't work. Return it to parts. Let's try this. That didn't work. Return it to parts. We did hundreds of dollars for free. It was a cl a clunk, a noise. And the real answer is here is is very rarely does a clunk that that we can't find really mean anything. So give the customer back the car and you say, wait till it gets worse and easier to find. No, we didn't do that. Ron, who I'm going to skin when I see him next, decided that he'd try a motor mount and he'd try an axle. Then the axle, he thought, oh, that's an axle. He put another axle in it. So we don't sell parts we've installed in cars. So that makes it really tough. So that car costs me a lot of money. So there is a time where a shop can say to you, I need you to put more miles on it, and let's get it to be worse, and it'll be easier to find. Because right now, you're going to spend a whole lot of money, and I may not find it. So at $125 an hour, or whatever the shop's labor rate, somewhere between $100 and $125, $135, then you're wasting your time. So it's okay, but then your job is, is to determine how to make it happen. So I turn right, and I kind of throttle up high, and clunk, there's a clunk. And my husband's driven. He's on the passenger side, and I'm on the driver's side. Then we switch places, and we both agree it's in the right front. That's the kind of stuff. That'll save you lots of diagnostic money. So that's kind of what we need. But I'm going to raise my hand and say for the first time in a heck of a long time, we couldn't fix a car. Anyway, let's go to the phones, and who we got? We have Carl. Carl, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good, good morning, Mark. I just got a quick question. I've got a 2008... Uh, Lexus ES350, and I I keep the service up uh, regularly, 
And every time I go in, it's got a little over 100,000 miles on it, about 105. And every time I go in now, the guys are telling me, well, you should have your belts and uh, hoses changed. And I said, uh, I would ask them, I said, well, how do they look? Are they okay? Are they spraying or breaking? No, no, they look good, but because of the mileage. What's your opinion on that? All right. I've been in this business for a long time, and my personal opinion is is 80,000 miles. I we, we own 33 cars, but we have a car rental company as well. So And then I've got mm-hmm. lots of family, my wives, my kids, and they all have husbands and wives and stuff like that. So we have quite a car. At 80,000 miles, I'm really looking to do the hoses and belts. It's not a matter of sight because the hose and the belt both wear in an area that you're not likely to see. The hose is from the inside, and the belt's going to be deep within the Vs. So if you have a serpentine belt. And what, what this was an 08, and it's a Lexus ES350. And how many miles were on it? About, just about 105,000. Okay. Well, it ain't like you, you're, you're not just taking this to the bar and back or taking this to, you know, working back. I tell people 80,000 miles or eight years, you're out of both of my parameters. Now, let me okay. explain it. Let me put it to you in another way. If you were going to California... And you said, Mark, let me take your four grandkids. I wouldn't let you let them go. I, I think the possibility in the next few. Now, I'll tell you also that I think you should wait till April. And I'll tell you why. First of all, cooling systems are going to fail after April. And you get kind of a discount if you're in April. And you do the, all the hoses and the belts and the, and the coolant. Then you go through summer with everything new. And there's a sense of satisfaction and a sense of confidence if you do that. So my advice was, you know, just wait till April or May, have them done, and I'd probably call around and get some ballpark prices. Because historically, in my world, there can be a 10 on the bottom side to 30 on the top side when we're bidding apples for apples. So a customer comes in, and we got upper lower, lower hose. We got three bypass hoses. We have two heater hoses. Okay, mm-hmm. and then we got one belt. That's easy. So, but mm-hmm. if they just come in and they just hand me, I don't know what it is. I don't know what they got. Is this just a belt? Okay. Is this just the hoses? Do they have a cooling system flush? Do they have a gallon and a half of coolant? So if you get a, right. and then oftentimes we purposely in our industry are fuzzy on our estimates, so you can't bid them. So you can say to him, I need a specific, you know, how many hoses, how many belts, what's the labor, are you going to flush the coolant, all that kind of stuff, okay? okay. Well, the other, one, other, one other thing is, it's, the reason I'm not too concerned about it or haven't been is because it's an around-town car. You know, my wife drives it uh, shopping and we go to church and that kind of thing. Never been on uh, really a long, a long trip. Okay. So I haven't been too concerned, but I, I understand what you're saying. Okay. They, they wear out. But wait a minute, we, we talk about heat cycles on a car. So if right. you haven't been on the road, you have more key cycles per 100 miles, and mm-hmm. that's warm up and cool down. That kind of aggravates the whole thing. Now, I here's gotcha. my fear. Is your wife a strong woman? Is she a strong woman? Yeah. You better yeah, say no. yes. Physically or mentally, yes. No. Okay. All right. Well, when, we come back, anyway. when we come back, I'm going to tell you why I ask that, but we'll be back in a few minutes. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.